What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Coast Podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, everyone busy with Jose, busy with school. Joel and I getting into the summer right now, but we got to talk NBA Finals. Currently, at the time of recording, uh, we are one day away from game one. Celtics, Warriors. I know Carson and I were hyped back in the finals. You know, it didn't take too long. A short little retool. Um, nope. Got ourselves some st- uh, young players. And one guy who's been shown out in the playoffs who many thought was a bust early on in his career. And now he's proving to be one of the best role players in the uh, NBA this year. Uh, we'll just start it off. How's everyone doing? And uh, let's dive on in. Pretty doing great. solid, man. Doing solid. Glad to be on summer. All right. Yeah. All right, so let's hop straight into this. You know, I'm going to take my credit, give myself credit where credit is due. When we made the first opening playoff predictions, I said Celtics Warriors. Uh, that was my call. So, eh, at least it amount. It wasn't a crazy prediction, but like, you know, you could have seen the Bucks. Ah, you got to take your victory lap when you can, man. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Who did we wait? Who did me and Jose have again? I think I had Phoenix and Phoenix Celtics or Phoenix. Bucks. I had like Phoenix Brooklyn. Yeah, mm, the Brooklyn tough, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Still, game not finished yet, though. According to ESPN's bullshit prediction, uh, they think the Celtics have an eighty-six percent chance, according to their like power index. Which, man, like you can give the Celtics the edge here, but it's not by eighty-six percent. I can see sixty percent, but nonetheless, two teams. You know, we got a young star in Jason Tatum, who we said beginning on in these playoffs that if he goes out here and has a strong playoffs, that race between him and Luka Doncic might not be that far away. Obviously, Luka led his team to the Western Conference Finals on a far inferior team, but Tatum has a chance to solidify himself as a track to be one of the boxing greats, potentially as great as Larry Bird was when he played. Um, Obviously, uh, Golden State heads into this first game being favored at home with a over seven days of rest while Boston uh, coming off a game seven victory where, hey, Jimmy Butler, I got to ask you guys, should he have taken the shot? I'm full, all for it. Best player and ball in his hands at the end of the game. He may not be yes. a great jump shooter, but what do you guys think? Yes, 100% you take that shot, um, especially in transition like that. I mean, he had a good look. Uh, and there's nobody else on the floor at that moment that you want taking the last shot, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I understand him doing that. I mean, obviously, like, I think, you know, it'd be better for Jimmy to, like, you know, go to the basket because, you know, he had, you know, he had, like, a one-on-one with Horford, and, you know, that's what he's best at is, you know, getting the basket and then, you know, trying to get a three-point play that way. Um, But nonetheless, you know, you live by, you know, the decision of your star player. I mean, Jimmy's the reason you're in that position. Um, You know, you let him do what he wants. And, uh, you know, unfortunately – you know, he barely missed, but you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, terribly, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't think terrible of that shot. It's like, all right, it's Jimmy, you know, he deserves the opportunity to try and win this for, for his team. But I think he probably would have had more success going to the basket, but you know, nonetheless, I can't, I can't shit on him for, you know, choosing to, you know, try and put it away right there. Yeah. And uh, what do we think happens? Let's say Butler hits the shot. Celtics go down the court and they miss it game over. How do you view Jimmy Butler in terms because, you know, no one's ever going to say he's a top 10 player in the NBA, but his playoff performance are just unbelievable. Two 45 plus point games, I believe, uh, in the playoffs uh, with the Heat. Um, Where would you just like, how does your perspective change of Jimmy Butler? He hits that game winning shot there in game seven. I'll ask you first, Carson. Yeah, 
I think, uh, you know, obviously it's tough. A little Kawhi lightish, where like Kawhi, you know, he's usually like injured, you know, doesn't put up, you know, the craziest stats sometimes in the regular season. But you, I think in the sense of Jimmy, when you're looking at guys that like, you know, when, you know, when you're making like a draft of like guys you want in the seven game series or guys you want in the game seven, I think Jimmy solidified himself as a guy that would be getting picked, uh, you know, maybe top five, top 10. He's right up there, man. He really solidified, you know, he really, need, I feel like, you know, he had the bubble season and that was fantastic, but to have this second run, um, you know, outside of the bubble, you know, have a, another, you know, playoff run that was, you know, on par with the one in the bubble, I think just really solidified himself as, yeah, one of, you know, maybe not one of the best players per se, but for sure, one of the best playoff performers and guys you want in the playoffs if you're trying to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jose? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was getting. That's exactly what I was going to say was Jimmy is just like, in my opinion, a top 10 playoff player in the league. When you're, you know, faced with a team like the Celtics, who was, as the defense player of the year, was a top defense in the league. And the, this, the Heat's biggest problem was their offense. For Jimmy to step up like that and to drop, you know, multiple 40-point games, I think he's proved that he can be a number one offense or a number one option on, you know, a successful. We haven't seen him win a championship, but he has been to the finals and now two conference finals. So, I mean, he, he gained a lot of respect from me from this series. Yeah, he. I mean, he was right there. I mean, if that shot goes in, I mean, like you said, I mean, we're talking, you know, he, him and the Heat are playing playing the Warriors. And also, at the end of the day, I mean, it's the playoffs. That's all that matters, really. And the fact that he, you know, takes it up another level where there's a lot of guys that, you know, are probably much better, maybe not much better, but that are better in the regular season and don't, you know, don't take another step in the playoffs, you know, unlike how Jimmy does, uh, says a lot about who he is. And he plays the long game. You know, he takes his rest, takes his time in the regular season, and he comes in and he does what uh, what he did this playoffs. He was insane. I mean, he had a few games. He wasn't really on, but he I know he was doing what that knee. But he he played his heart out when it mattered in the two most important games in game six and game seven. So, yeah. Uh, so one more question before we – hypothetical before we dive into this Celtics-Warriors series. Obviously, Jimmy Butler was on the Sixers team a couple years ago. Then, you know, he ended up getting traded for, like, Josh Richardson or something in a signing trade, so on and so forth. How does the Sixer team look? They don't have Harden. Let's say Ben Simmons he just wasn't playing on the roster. He's still on the roster. You have Jimmy Butler and Embiid instead of Harden and Embiid. How does that Sixers team look this season going in, going in the playoffs? Do you think they would have gone farther with one of the better playoff performers instead of a guy notoriously known for choking? Yeah, that's hard to say just because Embiid especially is, you know, so ball dominant. And I feel like Bam Adebayo is not. I feel like Bam is more a complimentary style player than Embiid would be. And we saw, you know, Embiid coupled with Harden. And we saw how that ended up. So I feel like, you know, him and, him and Butler probably would have been in a similar situation there. I mean, I, I'm going to take the opposite stance. I think that a team with Embiid and Butler this season, especially with, you know, the Sixers not having to play the Bucks or the Celtics until the conference finals. Um, I think, I think they could have made the finals, man. I, I'm dead serious. I think, uh, I think I, I really like, you know, cause I mean, I don't know. I feel like 
you know, the Sixers, well, well the, he probably had a little bit better role, guys. But nonetheless, I mean, I think the Sixers with Butler and Embiid, you know, probably plays the Celtics just as tough as the Heat did or maybe even tougher, you know. Um, to be fair, you know, the Sixers have a major coaching disadvantage compared to the Heat with Eric Spolstra. But that I think that's just a testament of how, and of course, Embiid being healthy. Uh, I think 100%, I think they could have, uh, you know, definitely competed for a final spot. They, they wouldn't be, you know, Embiid wouldn't be going home in the second round for sure. Yeah, so uh, let's dive into game one in the series overall. Uh, like I said, Golden State favored by three and a half points. Um, let's look at the X factors on this team. Obviously, we know guys like Tatum, guys like Curry, guys like Jalen Brown, they're probably going to produce when it comes down to it. A player from each side, who do you think is the most important that you need to see step up in these finals? Um, Jose, I'll start with you. Uh, what's a guy you're looking towards on either side to step up and really make an impact for this team to yeah. win? Yeah, I don't have very many knocks on the Warriors, but the one thing I would say is that the Celtics, you know, they have a tendency to go big. And if Kevon Looney is not who he was in this past series, they're going to struggle down low. And, I mean, Looney, to me, really is that X factor for the Warriors. If he is if he is the Kevon Looney from that first playoff series, I mean, he wasn't even getting PT. Like, the Warriors were constantly just playing small. You know, they rolled out the death lineup. And this is this is the best defensive team the Warriors have faced, and a lot of that is due to Al Horford and Time Lord Robert Williams. So mm -hmm. for me, the X factor for the Warriors is Kevon. Got it, Carson. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that as well. Um, I'm really worried about the Celtics' size because you know the Warriors. You know, we're small, but we play big. But the the Celtics. They're big and they play big and and they have a lot a lot of length a lot of size. Um, I think I got a couple X factors. One is for sure Wiggins, just because you know besides Draymond, he's really our only other guy that can really make Tatum compete um, on on defense um, or excuse me, make him you know make him work harder on offense. That's what I meant. Uh, he's really the only really the only other guy we have for that. Um, because Tatum, you know, if we didn't have Wiggins, he would be a massive uh, mis mix mismatch for us. And then uh, either Poole or Clay uh, has to step up on offense because you know, smart, uh, you know, defensive player of the year. Uh, he's got, you know, he's gonna make it tough uh, for Curry and Clay and Poole. They're both, you know, not the defenders that we'd like them to be, and they have to step up on offense enough to make that defensive liability worth it out there they have they have to you know they have to own they have to score more than you know Derek White the, the Pritchards you know they're the other Celtics guards and we have to get you know either Clay having a massive game or Poole having a massive game every other game you know those two have to really step up uh, on offense which both of them are more than capable of you know yeah, yeah uh, I guess so for my x factor for the Celtics I think it's got to be uh What's it called? Derek White. He's been bad in these playoffs. Uh, looking at his mm -hmm. splits, he shot 38 from the field and 27.6 from three. Uh, and, you know, his defense has, has always been, you know, it's been good. But he's going to be going up against Jordan Poole, like you said, in the second unit. And he's going to be able to need to deliver on both sides of the floor, especially with him and Pritchard out there. Because uh, you don't know they're running Gary Payton and Poole out there, you know, a little some defense and some high-level scoring out there. 
they brought Derek Whiting with the expectation for this guy to even be, maybe be a starting point guard at one point. He hasn't really lived up to that, but you know, he needs to show up like how he did in the playoffs in 2018-19 for the Spurs, where he was phenomenal uh, when he played out there, 15 points a game, uh, shooting 54.7 from the uh, field. You know, doesn't need to be a great three-point shooter, but he's got to, you know, tone down, make the shots we need, and he really excels at getting to the rim. Uh, for the Warriors, though, um, I mean, honestly, you know, Steph is going to be a guy people look – I wouldn't say Steph is obviously he's not an extractor because, you know, um, he is who he is. But uh, yeah. I think Otto Porter Jr. has got to be the X factor here. He's coming off of injury. Uh, he's been very good when he was on the uh, court for us these playoffs. I was going to take Kevon Looney, but I'm going to go a different route with Otto Porter. Uh, his, you know, being able to fill in if Draymond gets in foul trouble, uh, if he's able to, you know, play that solid defense enough, you know, contain guys like uh, Tatum and Brown from a switchability on the wing, uh, we really need to see him play well. Because uh, he has the length. I mean, he has the size and the length to be able to, like Wiggins, you know, make you know make it a little bit tougher on like a Jalen Brown or a Tatum. So, hundred percent. Yeah, and he might not even be back next season because he's going to probably get ten plus million a year from a team saying, yeah. "Wow, this guy. He took a year to develop. He's probably going to be a really good role player now." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the best. Able- one of the best contracts in the league. Um, I know we're kind of just listing off every Warriors player. But real quick, we got to mention, you know, Gary Payton, the second coming back, hopefully. And Iggy. Yes, and Iggy. That's another guy that, you know, just another body to throw at Tatum and and Brown. Gary Payton, the second, he especially will be, you know, if he is healthy, could be really massive for us because the Celtics, you know, it's not just Jalen Brown. The Celtics can't dribble. And Gary Payton, every time he's in the game, picks up full court constantly he is a menace on the ball and i think you know him at putting that pressure on Derek white on marcus smart you know even on you know doesn't matter you know Peyton's a guy that you can really kind of throw on anyone he's that you know that pesky you know maybe unless it's in the post or something but he's a guy that really i think could cause a lot of problems for the celtics when they're dribbling because the celtics do not dribble the ball that well like no. they really do not they do not have like a you know they don't have like a curry kind of like you don't have a lot of guys that really have like a sharp sharp handle they low-key have a turnover problem. Yeah, Tatum led leads the playoffs in turnovers right now. I think yeah. like last yeah. well, we do too. The Warriors do too, but oh, I think yeah. for different reasons. Different different reasons. Yeah. No, if we can press Tatum on the wing, like that's gonna be like crucial. Like, don't let him to get down in the drive. Like if we can force him to because he's averaging four point three turnovers a game right now in the playoffs, which is uh yeah, yeah. pressure, pressure, pressure. Because the Celtics, they love they love to just walk the ball up and they love to start their offense with like 16 seconds left on the shot clock. So like constant pressure, let them get late in the shot clock um, will be key. So what do the Warriors got to watch out for? Obviously, you know, we, we know as Warriors fans, like what we need to do in order to win. What are some things that we got to be aware of? Because when our shooting's slow, we know things don't work out well. We saw that in the Memphis series. I'll ask Jose for his opinion. Obviously, he's an outsider opinion. Uh, what do the Celtics have to do to mitigate this Warriors offense, uh, especially with their switchability, which is one of the highest rates, the highest rating, rating, rating team in terms of switchability that the Warriors have faced so far this postseason? Yeah, I think game planning against the Warriors is probably one of those like close to impossible tasks in the playoffs, especially because, I mean, they're a team that has the pedigree. They've been here time and time again. They're going to find a way to make adjustments. And I mean, I mentioned it earlier, you know, those offensive rebounds, Kevon Looney, especially, you know, you need, you need 
to be able to force him out of the game because that is the Celtics' biggest advantage on the Warriors is, you know, their big men. So other than that, I mean, you've really just got to hope they have a stinker like that Grizzlies game five because the Warriors do not lose at home. And if they steal one in Boston, which they likely will, it'll, it'll be a tough scene for the Celtics. But there is only one team that has a positive record against the Warriors in the Steve Kerr era, and that is the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So take it with a grain of salt. But Smart is causes hell for Curry. I don't know if you guys have seen any stats out there. Uh, if mm-hmm. he is able to lock on to Curry, we know it's hard for the Warriors, you know, unless Poole's out there for other guys to be able to create shots because a lot of that offense goes around, you know, Curry and Draymond and everything else all around it. Carson, what else do the Warriors got to be out, uh, be aware of? Um, yeah, well, I want to piggyback on that point with Smart. I think it'd be it's really important for the Celtics that, you know, Smart is able to contain Curry, you know, single-handedly because I think once you start to double – you know, Curry, I think, you know, yeah, you're taking out Curry, but once he gets the ball out, I think that that puts a kind of a, an advantage almost for the Warriors, you know, them going, you know, five on four, you know, with Draymond in the short roll or Looney in the short roll. Um, and, you know, you got shooters on the wings. I think of Smart, you know, they're not, you know, they don't have to, you know, if they're able to survive not doubling Curry as much, I think that'd be huge. And like Jose was talking about, I mean, Rob Williams, Horford, Grant Williams, they have to, they can't just like slightly out rebound the Warriors. They have to dominate the boards. They have to dominate the boards. They can't give up second chance option because the Warriors, that's where they will kill you. You know, because, you know, when Looney gets a, a, you know, a surprise rebound and he kicks it out to Clay or Curry and they hit a, a second chance three, that shit is so demoralizing, man. Like you work so hard to try and get a rebound and then, you know, it turns into a three, like that shit sucks. If you're this, you know, any team is, you know, but in this case, it would be for the Celtics. Uh, they have to dominate, dominate, dominate um, uh, rebounding. And, uh, I mean, well, this is like they can't really control this. But they just got to stay healthy, man. I mean, they're coming in banged up. Uh, it's a war of attrition, and they just they have to fight through, especially Smart and, and Rob Williams. Yeah. We also yeah, need Celtics to see have played oh, yeah, go ahead. two game sevens. The Celtics have played two game seven series in a row um, and a total of two complete whole games more than the Warriors, which in the playoffs is a lot because I mean, their bodies are, are pretty banged up and it's evident. Uh, but yeah, keep going. No, yeah, I was going to say uh, with the Celtics though, they need to see both Tatum and Brown succeed offensively the same game because we've seen, mm-hmm. I know when Brown went for 40, Tatum was absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. irrelevant there. And they need to yeah. you know, take advantage of getting on God. Like, with t- like honestly, People bash Curry saying he's not a good defender. Sure, he's not like he's not a great one-on-one defender, but he's a very solid team defender. But yeah. if you get a guy like Tatum who's damn near 6'9 on a guy like Curry, that's a matchup they want to see if they can get the switch on there. And you know, with Brown, like you said, you guys we gotta make sure they mitigate the amount of times that they're just dribbling out there in the open court because you know, you got some guys that got pickpockets out there like Curry, you know, like Wiggins, Draymond, uh, Peyton, all those guys can get after the ball uh, if it's there. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting series. I think Golden State will win game one. Uh, I know people are saying, oh, like the Celtics could be more like, you know, in like shape or whatever. But no, I think the Warriors are going to come out no. there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 20-point blowout game one. And then I, hope uh, not. I think – no, this is my. I honestly see it being like a twenty-point blowout game one, and then 
Game two, it's going to come down Close. to a three-point game, like a three-point game, four, four, five-point game. Yeah, I um I agree. Just because the Warriors, I mean, like you said, they've had a week of rest. The you know the Celtics just you know barely got by. I mean, they almost really epically choked that game seven. You know, they have a huge sigh of relief. Um, and you know they, they just got done with a really hard fought series, and the Warriors are at home. So yeah, I I 100 agree with that. Maybe not 20 points, but I I do certainly agree that they will. Like I, I'm probably gonna bet Warriors game one for show. Mm-hmm. It's only minus uh, 155 right now, but um, let's go to predictions for the series. Fuck it. What do you guys think will be? Who's winning in how many games? Give me Warriors in six. At most six. Mm-hmm. Same. I got Warriors in six. I mean, the Celtics, they got, you know, the size advantage. Um, but I think the Warriors, the rest, the home court advantage, the fact that they're relatively more healthy than the Celtics and the championship experience because the Celtics, I mean, they do have a lot of playoff experience, especially like as a nucleus, like as a group. But so do the Warriors, and they have that in the finals. The, and the finals is a different beast than any other round. You know, this is the first time for, I think, everybody. I, I don't think anybody on the Celtics has any finals experience, I'm pretty sure. No, um, I don't think so. Yeah, because Al Horford's never been to a final. He, he, like, broke the streak for the longest amount of playoff games. I think Chris Paul probably has that now, I'd imagine. Actually, no, yeah. Chris Paul got it the other year. Never mind, never mind. Wait, did um, Derek but White? even still oh, no. though, even still, yeah, yeah, um, Derek. No, no, Derek White. And but the Warriors, they got all the finals experience. So I, mm-hmm. I think I, I value that. Hey, Liam, I want to touch on a point before you yeah. gave your prediction. You said, uh, going back to kind of you know advantages. Uh, you said Curry. You know, he's he's a good you know solid defender, not a great one. Whatever, he's fine. That's another advantage. The Celtics, they have to they have to abuse the Curry Clay pool defensive mismatches they they have to they have to abuse them and have to you know like tatum brown all those guys they got to get switches onto those three and they they have to take advantage it's going to be up to those three if they can really step up and and compete and then make it not a massive mismatch you know yeah Yeah. it also the key to every single time you play the warriors if you if you get draymond and foul dribble the warriors are screwed like he's yeah he is the most most valuable player on the team in my honest opinion i i love curry in terms of pure value, he is the team MVP. He's been that ever since his run yeah. started. You know, he's out of the game. It makes things a lot more difficult. I think Otto Porter fits that role perfectly if he needs to fill in there. Because imagine you have the depth, you get rid of Draymond out of the depth lineup. You put Otto Porter, who's a much more confident shooter. You spread him out. You get Robert Williams out there. Opens up driving lanes. We know Poole's really aggressive when it comes to the basket. Curry's always been one of the best finishers. Wiggins is obviously a fantastic finisher. Um, I'd love to see them, you know, spread the Celtics out. But Al Horford's a phenomenal defender. Even if you put him out in the wing, despite his age, despite his size, obviously Rob Williams, again, the best defensive player on the team. It's going to be a, a great series, though. I expect, you I know, we're going to see some flashes. Someone's going to – I can see a game-winner happening in one of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm expecting a lot to happen. But I uh, want to revisit maybe halfway through this series and think, hey, like, where were we coming from? Like, we were thinking this was even going to happen because uh, who knows who might step up because you always have someone come out of nowhere in the finals and really make a name for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you, what's your, um, what's your prediction, Liam? I know you like predicted the finals, but do you have like a you know, warrior Celtics who you got? I, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. I'll say Celtics in seven. Oh, okay. I think but every team, MVPs, I think, though. 
What? You mentioned MVP. Who takes finals oh. MVP? Well, then I got to say Tatum. Yeah, it's going to be Tatum or Curry. There's, and honestly, like, like, dude, Curry could probably average like 20 points and he's still going to get it just because everyone's going to feel bad oh, that he, he will doesn't get have that. He will get bashed if he pulls off like 22 points a game and they still wins the finals MVP. He will get trashed on by the media. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Curry, I know Smart is, I, Smart's a great defender, but I, I think Curry, like, He's been waiting for this, man. He's been waiting for, you know, the finals without – I know he, he never says anything, but I, I really think, like, Curry's a madman. I think he's legit been feasting at the fact that he's got in the finals without KD, and he has a chance to – he hears all the finals MVP stuff. I, I think he's going to have a massive, massive series. He, he wants this so bad. He wants that finals MVP. He's not going to say it, but I know, I know he does, bro. I know he does. Mm-hmm. Agreed, and I, I fucking hope he does, man. I want to see like that. Oh, imagine Curry. he goes for like thirty-eight or something in like the final game of the series. He's doing the fucking shimmy and shit, like after yeah. game three. I, I really that. hope it's not a blowout series. Like even if yeah. it's the back and forth blowouts, like that's so boring. Oh, yeah, I, I hope it's close. I think it should. I think both these teams match up really, really well. Honestly, yeah. it's I, the I hope test, it's close. Biggest test for each team in these playoffs. Um, Hey, shout out uh, Celtics head coach Ike Udoka. Ime Udoka, yeah. He made the finals in the first year. Hey, Brad Stevens, a bum, confirmed. I believe so. <laughs> oh, overrated, 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 confirmed. Extremely overrated. <laughs> but no, yeah. um, huge for Udoka. Series. I want to see, uh, yeah, I want to see some flashy stuff happening. We'll, we'll have to see because I just love to see like Tatum and Curry just going back basket for basket against each other. Some stuff I like to see. And uh, who's Wiggins posterizing this game, this round? Because he, he Eric White, someone. Eric White, you got like Eric White. They're gonna do like I feel like he Jason, always gets posted, like the Jason Terry, like LeBron dunk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love to see him yam on Robert Williams, just because that's how much I respect oh. Rob Williams as a as a rim protector. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't sick. know though. If he meets him at that rim, that's a scary sight. I could see a Tatum poster too, but yeah. I don't know if they got the legs anymore, though, man. They've, they've played 18 games this whole playoffs, and now they've got to play another potentially six, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be punching the TV with Marcus Smart's playing, though. That's all I know. Because he's going to be doing some horse shit out there. Nah, Marcus Smart, dude, I know for sure that he's going to, like, go off for, like, one or two games against us. I'm going to oh. be so pissed. Because we literally watched him almost choke away the Celtics season in game seven. So... Now, it says he shoots 33% from three in these playoffs. Like, no, it's either he shoots, yeah. like, 20 or he shoots, like, 45. Like, there's yeah. no in-between. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Ugh, yeah, that'd be, so, well, uh, that'd be so frustrating. Yeah, well, we'll have to revisit this. Hey, the Knicks, the Knicks, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Knicks thing stays alive with Luke Cornett, make, a former Nick making the finals ever since the finals had, like, started. Wait, Luke, what? Luke, you ever heard oh, about he's that? on the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How like one uh, player from the Knicks makes the finals every year. Wait, what about um? What about Shaq's teammates? Is that still a thing? Wasn't he teammates with Al Horford? No, hell no. That would not make no. on the Hawks. No, Al Al Horford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, no one else on this on these teams are old enough. Iguodala would be the only guy that would qualify, but I don't think Iguodala played with him. 
Yeah, it'd be a yeah. I guess yeah. No one else. Damn. I wonder. Yeah, is this the first year? Because that's a crazy stat. That's also like another thing that's been going on for like thirty plus years or something. Oh. But hey, I need to see Jordan Poole just cook a mofo. Uh, I need to see it again. Back in that Denver. Same. State, I, I want. I want him to go off, bro, so bad. Uh, but hey, Gary Payton, we need you. We need your defense more than anything. Yes, we need nice. you. Porter, Payton, we need you, bro. We need you. Oh, Shaq, Shaq's teammate streak ended last year in the Suns oh. Bucks. Oh, yeah. okay. oh. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to revisit later down uh, down the road in a, in a couple, and probably in a week from now uh, when the series is looking like probably after game four or something like that. Uh, is it going to be tied 2 2? Is it going to be over 4 0? I, I doubt it. I doubt it 100%. But uh, we'll have to yeah. see. But uh, hey, without further ado, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, coming back to you guys, we got to talk some NBA draft soon. Obviously, Here. you know, those top three guys, uh, where are they going to go? Kings potentially looking for a suitor for the number four pick. Uh, do they want Jaden Ivey? Do they want Shaden Sharp? Doesn't seem to be a thing. Do they want to get Keegan Murray, who I don't know if I'm really that high on, but uh, who knows? Uh, we'll have to, to go see. with Sharp. Man. Uh, I'm all for trading the pick, honestly. I saw Julius Randle. And they're like pick a 13 or 11 or something. I would fucking hate that. <laughs> I would actually uh, uh okay, think what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So uh Randall Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Oh that's so, and Harrison that's such Barnes, a bad all those like that's oh, so bad. Gross. That's so bad. Ugh, gross. Nah, trade the fourth overall pick in your shitty owner to some team. It's like like a honestly. <laughs> Didn't uh Bill Belichick like get traded before? Yeah, I know Doc Rivers know. was traded for a first. Yeah, yeah, Doc Rivers was traded. No, just trade your owner to get rid of him. Cut him to get rid. Cut him yeah. for cap space. <laughs> hey, the Kings fans will happily pay the players, and they can actually get a competent roster. Yeah, Bill Belichick was traded to the from the Jets to the Patriots. Oh shit! Damn. Loki, oh. greatest trade of all time. <laughs> Imagine if he stayed on the Jets, bro. Where would they be right now? Probably not as bum as they are now. But uh, now, yeah, yeah. We'll to, like I said, what the top NBA draft? We got that stuff coming up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, football coming closer and closer <laughs> by the days. We'll have to see what it looks like. But hey, uh, Warriors, we win this game one. That's all I know. Honestly, my my heart, I want to say Warriors going to win the series, but. I always know I'll get disappointed, and all my Boston fans friends are gonna dog on me when they win the game series. So we'll have to see. Otherwise, Coast Coast Podcast. Signing out. Peace.